But I've learned that essentially, or what ends up happening is as a result of that, you actually become stronger because I feel, feel that you become aware of the loved ones, the people around you. You get to appreciate the time that you have left or even just appreciate who's who's there, somebody that you might have taken for granted. Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. In this podcast, we explore all the things that we have battled with and triumphed over along our own health and wellness journeys. Our goal is to provide real content for real women at every age and stage in life and to bring encouragement and community to all of our Wayward Lasses out there. Are you ready to make a change and start your journey to becoming the best version of yourself? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. I'm your host, Amy, joined by my co-hosts and daughters, the bold and beautiful Brittany. Hello, everyone. Why'd you say my name like <laughs> Charming and charismatic Courtney. Oh, hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this today. But just I don't go know. Every it. time you show up here, you're a different Scottish person. I don't think that was Scottish. <laughs> I'm not sure that's Scottish. It sounds like a sort of drunk British woman. That's kind of what I'm going for. Uh, so, what we're actually going to be talking about in this week's podcast is a post that Brittany had read, and it's called The Seven Sentences I Wish I Read Sooner. And essentially what we're going to be doing is she's going to be reading these seven sentences and we're going to give our thoughts and feedback as to how we actually interpret them or what we feel about them. But before we go on, bum, 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 you guys, we're going to do our trivia. And it's me who's going to be asking questions. So, you know, I want to do Supernatural. So are you ladies ready? Bring it on. Woohoo. Ready. All right. Here we go. Question number one. Whose last name is Campbell in this series? Campbell. Mary, the mother. Mary. Mary, the mother. Mother Mary. Very good. Cool you know name. Mother Mary? Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. What is the name of the girl with whom Dean went to live? That would be Lisa, Alex. <laughs> the 500. I'll take Lisa. That is correct. You know what? I don't know who Lisa is. She is oh, I should have said, who is Lisa? I should have said, who, who is, is Lisa? Lisa? There you go. Who is that wrong? Sorry. All right. Come on, Brittany. How about this one? Name the girl. Who stole the colt and was Meg. killed by the hellhounds? Meg. Bella. <laughs> ding ding ding! What? <laughs> I get, I'm clearly not a fan. Hey, I'm just convinced that you should just rewatch it. I mean, I know you say you don't want to waste your seasons. life. You want me to rewatch 15 uh, seasons? No, I think it goes with the last five. I think it's one through ten that you need to rewatch. Probably, yeah. Uh, okay, I've got two more. Come on, Brittany. You can try to redeem yourself here. You can do Brittany, it. Give her five seconds. Okay. I wouldn't have gotten any of these so far. All right. I don't think you're going to get these either. <laughs> Who runs the bar 
where hunters hang out. Ooh, the blonde chick, and she has a daughter, and they both die. Great. What are their names? Ellen and Joe. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Yay! All right. You gotta get this one. Get I got a half a point. One. You got what? Here we go. What is the name of Michael's true vessel? It's Dean. <laughs> and let's end on that good note. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. I literally good have God. no idea who Bella is. I guess Bella, Bella is you actually. Watch Walking Dead? What's her name in real life, Ma? Lauren Cohen. Laura, Lauren yeah. Cohen? The chick from Walking Dead? Yeah. Yes. She played, um, not Alex. Maggie? Maggie. Maggie. Yeah. Maggie. One that was married to Glenn. Glenn! Glenn. Herschel's daughter. Herschel's daughter. Yes. Herschel's daughter. Maggie. I think she's British in real life, though. She's British. I think so. Okay. Well. Listen, if there are any British people listening to this podcast, I sincerely apologize for my horrible accent. (laughs) Quite horrible. Quite horrible. All right. All right, guys. So let's hop in to these uh, seven sentences I wish I read sooner. It was actually um, written, these sentences were written by Steve Bartlett. Apologize if I'm saying your last name wrong. But um, I don't know. I read them. I, I came across them. I read them. I was like, wow. The, these Some of them kind of hit home for me, and I wish I kind of had read them sooner. So here we go with the first sentence I wish I had read sooner. Number one, these hard times, this pain, these lessons, one day they'll be your strength, your awareness, your blessings. What do we think, lads? <laughs> Ladies. Or lasses. La- lasses. Look at me. Oh my gosh. I'm off my game tonight, lasses. everyone. Ma, do you want to go first or shall I? <laughs> no, or... I'm still recovering from the... <laughs> the intro. If you would kindly go, is that okay with you, Courtney? Right. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I really liked this statement. I would say that all in all, I, I agree with it. Um, and actually it's kind of weird, but maybe it's because I'm in North Carolina and I see farmers all the time. I know this is weird, but the first thing that came to my mind was actually farming. <laughs> because like I've read that farmers work the longest days like 16 hours or whatever and they're out in the sun and sometimes it's just very actually all the time it's just very very difficult work right and they put in a lot of hard work and it's very demanding on their body very demanding mentally but in the right season they get to reap a harvest and so I kind of feel like that is it ties in with this really well like you're going to do something that you're going to have hard times right our life we're always going to have hard times. It's promised pretty much, but it can produce good fruit, good harvest, if you will. It can produce good things, good strength. Um, like it says here, awareness and even blessings, you know? Um, and like in my life, I can say I've seen this play out in being a mom. You guys know I always relate everything to being a mom, but going through those insanely hard days makes me more aware of other moms when I see them out or even when I see people posting things on social media, it kind of makes me think twice before judging another mom because, you know, I've been there and I've been through that hard time. I've been through that pain. And so it, 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 um, 
not only makes me stronger, but it does make me more aware of other people in the moment who might be going through the same thing and who might need encouragement like I did when I was in that position. So those are my thoughts on that. How about you guys? I like that you related it to farming. You're truly <laughs> becoming a Southerner, aren't you? <laughs> Carolinian? Carolinian? <laughs> but I think, I think you're right. I think it, a lot of it is your mindset. So you can choose when you're going through hard times to let it be depressive, let it bring you down, let it put you in a rut or in a hole and never climb out of that. But if you switch that mindset, like you said, that painting by Van Gogh, where if you only zoom in on one part of it, it's just a dark night. But if you zoom out or go to a different part, it's actually starry. It's sunny. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your perspective on things and the way you handle your reactions to them when you're going through those hard times, I definitely think kind of what you said really, you kind of hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah. And I do want to clarify though, too, like I I hear what you're saying and I agree 100%. Also, in case there's anybody who is hearing us say to not pay attention to the hard times, like to just take the hard times and kind of be like, nope, I'm just going to make it positive. Like we're not saying that either. I think that there is a season and a time where you kind of have to recognize this is hard or, you know, a season, let's say, where someone's getting a divorce. You're mourning your marriage. We're not saying just ignore that pain and just be positive about it. No, yes, you have to turn it into a positive at some point. We don't want you to wallow and be depressed and be miserable, but sometimes we do have to allow ourselves to feel pain, to feel hard times, to you know feel disappointment, to mourn, to have grief, because if we don't, then we won't fully be able to engage with what it is we're trying to get out of that moment. If that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. So, <clears throat> just a thought. <laughs> so I had to reread what you um, had read, Brittany. To let this sink in more. And the the words that I actually picked up on were hard times and pain and then strength and awareness. And there were a couple of things that I thought of when I heard those words. And the first thing is, uh, Courtney touched upon it a little bit, is death. So when we experience the death of a loved one, it there's just so much pain. And anxiety and stress that somebody goes through and we experience them at different levels. So if I, if you lose a spouse versus if you lose a child, if you lose a grandparent, there's just different types of pain that you're going to experience. But having gone through it a few times, the pain actually turns into your strength. And there are high, there are hard times obviously that you're going through Um, but I've learned that essentially, or what ends up happening is as a result of that, you actually become stronger because I feel, feel that you become aware of the loved ones, the people around you. You get to appreciate the time that you have left or even just appreciate who's, who's there, somebody that you might've taken for granted. Um, and then the other thing, I know this is a little bit harder to talk about, but I actually had a childhood friend whose son actually committed suicide. And again, a hard times, pain. I don't I can't see any blessing in that, but when she would look at the whole situation to try and understand like what had happened, what brought him to that point that he would actually feel like there's no way out. It it 
kind of brings an awareness to her as to you, you start to reflect on your life, right? You start to become aware of things, who you are as a person, how, how people perceive you. Um, and then from all that, I think there's some type of strength that emerges as a result of experiencing something like that. And God forbid I ever experienced anything like that. But again, when, when I heard those words, that's kind of where my mind was taken. Yeah. And I think too, like when that in your friend situation, as horrible of a situation as that is, it puts her in a position where she could be a blessing to others going through the same situation. Yes. Right? So sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean we get the blessing and we reap it. Sometimes we go through things so that we can be a blessing to others. To others. That's true. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I think for me, you guys know I always relate things to teaching. There were, especially towards the end, hard times. Um and lessons that I had to learn. But now that I'm out of that field, I'm seeing that I have so so much strength in so many different areas that I didn't think I could. When I first left the teaching profession, I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? All I can do is teach. And now that I'm in a completely different role, I see that I have learned from those hard times, the pain and the lessons from those years of my life. And I'm using that to help me move forward in my life now and be successful at other things. And uh, I guess I'll bring it up. Uh, we have a situation where we're having to move out of our home in the next three months. And this is, it's a hard thing. And I, my husband and I can either take the mindset of, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Or I'm super depressed and I'm stressed out every day and I let it affect all of my interactions with people. Or I take it as, okay, you know what? We're going to get through this. We're going to be positive. We're going to find a solution, keep our heads up, and continue to be aware of how we are acting towards each other and then in our um, actions towards other people. Yeah, you're Anybody like in else? the heart of it right now. Yeah. The heart, like that statement like was just for you. <laughs> yeah. No, that's why when I saw that, I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Got to talk about this. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's, it, it's an encouragement too, because you can kind of say to yourself, this is hard. It's not, wasn't the plan, but this is going to produce something out of me and, yeah. and our marriage and our life that is going to be a blessing not only to us, but to others. And it's going to, you know, change things for the better. Exactly. So, and, and awesome. you know what, I, I have to say one thing though, too, is that you don't necessarily see at this point in your life as you're going through the, these hard times, this pain, anxiety, you don't necessarily realize the strength that you guys muster up to go through it. And later on down the road, you may see the blessings that come out of it. So it's hard to see when you're in the thick of it, but down the road, you're going to look back and you're going to, oh my God. I can't believe we went through that, but look, X, Y, and Z happened as a result. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Anybody else? No, no. All right. (laughs) Next sentence. I wish I had read sooner. Stop expecting honesty from people who lie to themselves. Hmm. Thoughts. Funny. I actually think this is one of those statements that needs context. Like, mm. what exactly is the other person lying to themselves about? You know, like, is it their weight? Is it a health issue? Or is it something deeper? And the reason I say that is because I think sometimes it's easier to lie to ourselves than it is to others. You know, and, and I think we all lie to ourselves about a lot of things. You know, at some point in our lives, we're lying to ourselves about maybe our 
work, our workload, our marriages, our goals, a number of things we might lie to ourselves about, you know? So I th- it's going to sound weird, a weird thing to say, but I I think that our hearts at their at their core can be deceitful. I know that's a weird thing to say about a heart because you're like, oh, your heart's beautiful. And I do think your heart is beautiful and all that. But I do think that we're naturally have a bent towards being deceitful. Do you ever wonder why a toddler, you never have to teach a toddler to manipulate you. It just comes naturally. (laughs) I have toddlers. (laughs) Or, you know, why why they, they lie to get out of things. You never teach them to lie. You never teach them these bad habits. It just happens because self-preservation is natural. It's natural. They want to preserve themselves. They want to get, prevent themselves from getting in trouble. So they're going to lie to get themselves out of it. No one teaches them that. Right. So Lying isn't always done in a good way, obviously, but I think that we do all lie to ourselves at some time. So it might not be necessarily fair to say, don't expect honesty from people who lie to themselves. So like without giving it context, like, is this person lying to themselves about an addiction? They're lying to themselves about the type of person they are, you know? So I think it's kind of like, you'd have to take that case by case because there probably are situations where you just shouldn't trust people. But I also think that I would always expect honesty from someone, you know, even from someone who's a liar, because I'm always going to try to draw the good out of you, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe I can be a safe place or give you a safe space where you can start to be honest. I don't know. So it's like, I don't know. Like I said, I think there has to be context because there could be a dangerous situation that you don't want to be involved in or a toxic situation or just a person in your life who's just, you know what I mean? So I think um, I can see ways where I would agree with it and see ways where I would disagree with that statement. I think for, so continue. No, no, no. (laughs) I think for me, it brought up um, someone that I know um, of, they do lie to themselves in the fact that they don't take responsibility for their actions. Mm. Okay. Like, um, something happens and their refusal to accept that their actions are essentially what caused what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a constant of, oh, no, no, this wasn't my fault. This was this person. This was that person. And for me, it's more of the taking the responsibility of what you've done right. and what caused something to happen. Mm-hmm. That's where this uh, sentence particularly took to me because I agree with you. I think our we are naturally – deceitful sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the biggest thing that prevents people from starting on their health and wellness journey is there's that little voice in the back of your head that is so much louder yeah. than anything else. You know, I actually had to tell myself last night because there was a week where I did not wake up on time and do my morning workouts. And I, I got up, turned my alarm off, and then the little voice in the back of my head was like, just go lay back down for five minutes. It'll be okay. You'll get back up. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm going right to listen self. to you. You're right, self. And I would go back to bed and I would wake up an hour later and completely miss my morning routine. It threw everything off for me. Um, my interactions with people were terrible. I was short-tempered. Um, and But that, li- like I said, that little voice, it overpowered all of the uh, – progress that I had made so far in my health and wellness journey, I actually had to tell myself last night, I was like, you are stronger than this little voice in your head. And you're going to let this little voice in your head tell you what you can and can't do. I was like, uh-uh. But sorry, I got off track there. That sentence, <laughs> stop, ex- stop expecting honesty from people who lie to themselves. That's where it took me with someone who is, who is refusing to accept that their actions are the reasons why things are happening to them. Right. 
So maybe stop expecting honesty from people who won't take responsibility for their own life or for their own actions. Yeah, that would be a good way to rewrite that. Yeah. But Mom? I, I looked at it from a different perspective. And that is why should I stop expecting honesty from people who lie to themselves? Maybe if I keep expecting you to tell me the truth, to be honest, maybe it's they're going to live up to that expectation type right. of thing. And mm-hmm. eventually they'll come out with the truth and then they'll feel, maybe they don't feel comfortable telling the truth because I don't know, maybe they feel stupid. So they lie, or maybe they feel that they don't live up to what you might think of them. Right. So they put on this facade and they lie. So again, is it overgeneralizing? And I agree with you, Courtney, when you say context, but just looking at it as general as possible, I'm turning it around and saying, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to expect honesty from people who lie to themselves because maybe one day they'll live up to that expectation of telling the truth. Right. Yeah. That's what I was, that was, I was trying to say, um, towards the end of, you know, uh, was that like, I I always want to be somebody who's going to expect the best out of you. Even if you let me down, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Like I want to draw because as much as we have deceit in our hearts, mm-hmm. you know, every person has the capability to do the right thing. Yeah. And sometimes you just need somebody who's going to call you out on it or always who's going to draw it out of you, you know? And not that I'm saying like, I'll be the one who's going to fix you. But if you're going to come to me, I'm going to, I am going to expect honesty. Now that doesn't mean I'm not going to use wisdom and know this person always lies. I'm going to obviously like check it or, or, you know, like I'm going to, I want you to tell me the truth. I'm expecting you to tell me the truth. But I'm also not going to be naive and and ignorant if you're sure. trying to take advantage of me or something like that. You know what I mean? That's not what we're saying. Like just ignore what if they're doing if they're lying like to harm you or lying to take advantage of you. That's one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I like that you bring that up. I like to keep the the mindset of is I'm gonna trust you or I'm gonna like I'm not gonna have any ill intent intention towards you until you do something. Right. Ill, Ill intended towards me. So I like that you brought that up. Yeah. All right. Anybody else? Next sentence. Here we go. You'll never look good trying to make someone look bad. That gets an amen. Amen. Yay. Preach. Preach. <laughs> preach. Preach. I don't know. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. You ever have somebody in the room who like starts putting down somebody or trying to make somebody look bad? You just look at them like, you're a freaking idiot. Like, shut up. What are you doing? It kind of just makes you, have you ever heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that that's, you're trying to make someone look bad. What are you trying to, you're trying to make yourself feel good, you know, and that's going to be temporary. So I feel bad for something going on with you. (laughs) Absolutely. I also think, I feel like when I was in high school, I was all about like, oh, well, I'm going to try to make her feel bad or whatever. I was just terrible. But um, like now, though, what is the word I'm looking for? I feel like if you if you go out of your way to make someone look bad, I don't it doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. You know, it might feel good in the process of it, maybe or thinking, like, oh, I'm going to get that person back. But after all of it, it's like, well, is that really worth it? Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of makes yeah. you look like the fool in the end. It's funny, I'm going to take this down another road because it actually um, reminded me of a Facebook post that I was reading. Um, I forgot the name of it, 
but it has to do with child bullying. And as a result of child bullying, kids actually committing suicide. So it's like, what is it that these bullies, and and maybe it is what you said, Courtney, hurt people, hurt people. But what is it that they feel the need to actually make somebody's life horrible? What What's the pleasure that you get out of it? And then especially knowing that your actions caused somebody to do harm to themselves that ultimately ended, you know, their life. So I, I struggle with that one too, because, or not too, I struggle with that one because what, what is it, you know? I think bullying is a learned behavior. You're modeling what you see and experience at home, experiencing at home. A lot of these kids bully because yeah. they're bullied themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually, I, I mean, in, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor or a psychiatrist, psychologist, but just from an outsider, it would seem like it's a power thing. In my own home, I have no power and I have no significance. And so either I'm going to, you know, curl up in my little shell and that's one way I'm going to deal with it, or I'm going to exert that power and make myself powerful and make myself significant to others that I deem weaker than myself. And it's, it's unfortunate and it's really sad. Um, I've I've seen a couple of posts about that recently, actually, about kids that are just having such a difficult time. And it's not the parents don't know. The parents know. They've gone to teachers. They've, you know, talked about it with other parents. But it's it's scary and it's hard. Kids can be really, especially kids, they can be really kids are brutal, man, because they don't have life experience. This is all they know, right? They didn't have to. They haven't had to deal with the real world and they haven't matured. And so, it's hard. It's rough. But yeah. It's a rough topic. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Kids kids can suck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's do the next one. Does anybody else have anything to add to that one? No. Okay. We all agree that it's bad. We don't want we, – we agree. We agree with it. You'll never look good trying to make someone – I think – I honestly – like if, if people were to stop focusing on trying to get back at other people – and, you know, I think we've had this conversation before. If we could change things about the world and make the, you know, change the way society looks at things, we always have this mindset, of, I have to get back at that person for mm-hmm. what they did to me mm-hmm. versus going back to that first quote of these hard times, these lessons, this pain will bring me awareness and blessings in the future and strength. We all, I, it's like, you know, somewhere tweaked in our brains that we have to get back at somebody versus taking that learning from it, extending love. So then, you know, they're like, okay, I was mean to that person. I tried to make them look bad, but that didn't make me look good at all. I don't know. I just wonder how, how different things would be if we, if we, I don't know, found a way to start changing that innate behavior of, of that. It starts in the home and that's really, um, like that's a passion for me. I would, I, I am very passionate about parents, even if you have to be at work for 40 hours in the week and you don't have a lot of time to spend with your kids, make the time that you spend with them meaningful. I have seen so many times parents brush their kids off like they're a nuisance, like leave me alone. I need a minute to myself. Or how about I need to get away from my kids because they're driving me nuts. They're human beings. They're people. Yeah. My kids can drive me nuts, but I would never say that to people, not because it's not true, but because that's not how I perceive it. I don't perceive them as driving me nuts. I perceive them as having a hard time and I'm having a hard time helping them through it. 
but I don't think that they wake up in the morning just to make me crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I really wish is my prayer and my hope that parents would be more mindful with how they interact with their kids. Cause I think that that's a game changer. You know, yeah. when your kids feel validated at home, they will not look for it in other places. Yeah. 100%. Sometimes I think it's also hard because if they came from parents who did the same thing to them, that's what they, that's what they know as parenting. That's right. That's right. And we've, we've seen that in people we know, you know, in our own lives, we've, we've seen that happen and it's, it's unfortunate, but you know, we could be the ones to break the cycle with our own kids. So amen to that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. This is getting deep, guys. <laughs> Should we throw a joke in here or something? The light of the moon? I want a joke. A joke. I love a cook. <laughs> All right. Next one. Save your explanations for those that are determined to understand you. Give your silence to those that are determined to misunderstand you. It's a long one. Mm-hmm. Save your explanations for those that are determined to understand you. Give your silence to those that are determined to misunderstand you. Yeah. I think I can go first on that. I feel like sometimes you know. Like if I – I can look at someone and depending on my relationship with them, I can be like, I know that no matter what I'm going to say right now, you're not going to hear me. Right. <laughs> right? Like so there is no reason to fight this battle. And that took yeah. me a long time to learn. You guys have experienced it. Where I'm just like, you know, or if I'm, uh, when I was very, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Aggressive when I was younger, I guess you guys can say. <laughs> but um, I, I was so focused on I'm proving my point and this yeah. and this and that. And this is what it is. And you're wrong. And I was on the flip side of it of I'm definitely going to misunderstand you. And even people would try to explain things to me, but I just wasn't in the right mind to hear it. So I can I can see both sides of that. But I can I can tell now that I'm older that if if you're not even going to have an open conversation with me or be open to listen and actually communicate with me I I can tell and like you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you the silence for this I'll nod my head to the conversation that you're having whatever and then talk with someone who can have an open conversation with me later yeah that's that's true I think sometimes we we listen we're not really listening we just want to be heard. We listen to give answers. We listen to give answers. We just want to be heard. Yeah. Um, so communication is definitely a two-way street. You need somebody who's good at, at speaking and somebody who's good at listening and then vice versa. We need to hone in on both of those skills, like how to properly communicate what I'm thinking, feeling, and then how to properly listen just to listen and not just to look for like a response. And it's funny, like it made me think um, this past weekend, our pastors did a, a sermon together um, like talking about marriage. And one of the pastors was like, I always get so aggressive when I talk. And, you know, our counselor, their counselor told them that she had spent her whole childhood not being heard. And so the reason why she's so aggressive, one of the reasons why she's so aggressive when she talks to her husband um, and she gets so passionate is because she has this desperation hidden somewhere in her heart that she just wants to be heard. And so what her husband started doing was actually saying the words, I hear you. I do. I hear you. And really just saying those words, she says, just calms her down because she knows she's not, he's hearing her and maybe he doesn't understand or maybe he doesn't agree, but I hear you. Right. 
And so I think that that's really uh, something that I I told Davi. I was like, we should do that. Like, you should look at me and tell me you hear me because I know half the time you do not hear me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that it's true. It's like, say, I'm not going to bother explaining myself if you if I know you're in a position to just get your point across and not hear what I'm saying. You know, you don't want to understand me. You just want to have this argument so that you can get your point across and be done with it. You don't you don't have any intentions of learning or growing or even admitting you're wrong or admitting that you have room to learn more. You just want to get your point across and that's it. So I think in those situations, it's perfectly fine to just be silent. It's funny. I think I'm kind of unique in this situation because I don't feel I need to explain myself, period. Whether whether you are somebody who doesn't deserve my explanation or for somebody who does, because for me, I always feel that my actions speak louder than words, right? Um, and if you really don't understand where I'm coming from, then you're going to ask me and then I'll have that conversation. Otherwise, and I know it's a bad thing. <laughs> um, uh, maybe I'm flawed in that way, but I, I just feel like, like, I don't, why do I, why do I need to explain something that I just did? What, why, why do I need to under, you know, explain how I feel? Um, and that's just always been me. And I know it drives Steve crazy, but I don't know if you guys have, have noticed that about me. But I, I, for the most part, I'm just quiet and you will be the ones to come out and say, hey, what's wrong? What's going on with you? And then it's at that point that I'll say, oh, well, this is what happened. I'm going through this. But otherwise, I usually don't come out and, you know, hey, I'm, I, you know, I had this terrible day today. So this is why I've been like this. And I kind of just wait for people to ask me. And I know that's probably not the optimal thing. So. I don't think it's a bad thing or a flaw. It's just who you are. Yeah. And I, think I mean, some people are more comfortable. Yeah. And some people are. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, 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 you're good. Um, I think some people are more comfortable with being verbal about things, and some mm-hmm. people aren't. That doesn't make it a flaw. Yeah. Yeah. No, I and think. I also, go ahead, Brett. Sorry. <laughs> um, I wish I had learned that skill and trait of yours sooner, Mother. It would have gotten me out of a lot of. <laughs> Sticky situations in my past. You you, you saw it there. You just chose to choose the other thing that was demonstrated. It was the stronger (laughs) traits. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, um, I was going to say that I think it also depends – in, in, in your on your stage in life and what you're trying to accomplish. Like right now, I have three kids that watch my every move and Mm – I, I do feel like I need to explain certain things because I want them to understand why I did something because mm-hmm. I want, I'm trying to develop their thinking. I'm trying to teach them life skills. So the reason I made this decision is because this is and this. I saw the reason why I made the turn here instead of there. I was talking to Samuel today while we were driving and he's nervous because he's about to start driver's ed. And so in that situation, I'm going to use everything as a teaching moment. So, you know, I mean that that's a, that's a, a, a dramatic I think that's example, though. Yeah, it's a dramatic example. But um, also, we're in the car and somebody beeps their horn at me, and I do something or I say something. Emma will see it, and I'll say, "Mommy said that because mommy did that because <laughs> we don't do that because." Um, right. And but that's just because I'm teaching children, 
you know, and it's, it's different. I'm in a different stage in my life. When I'm older, that might be different because maybe you don't want to hear my opinion. Maybe you don't want to hear my explanation. When you want it, you'll ask it of me. So I get it. Like, I know you said you've always been like that, but, you know, I get it being at your stage in life being that way, you know? So I don't think it's a flaw. Well, thank you. <laughs> Where'd you go? I just need to get my charger. My computer's going to die. I'm just plugging it in. Um, yeah, I, I've just, I've just always been that way. It's so much, it's even to the point where, um, I think I said this a few times in some of our, our episodes where going through divorce and having people say things nasty about me, even though they weren't true. And I had friends and I'd have, you know, family say, well, why don't you say something? Why don't you speak up for yourself? Why don't you tell them what's really going on? Why do I need to explain myself? I know who I am as a person. I know what I'm doing. It's all going to come out in the end what really happened. And, you know, kids will realize that later on. I don't need to get anybody on my side. And maybe it's just a matter of me feeling comfortable with who I am. But it's just always how I've approached something. The only thing I, I, I told you this before, it's not the first time you're hearing this, so I'm not spreading this on you, but we've talked about this. The only yes. thing I would say about that is in that situation, and I have found myself on a similar situation in my own life, so that's the reason why I, I was able to comment to you about it, but in that particular situation, I wish you would have said something. Yeah. Because, yeah. only because if I'm hearing it from one side, and I'm not hearing anything from another side, then I'm only getting one thing fed to me. What am and I you going to do? You think it's all true. I have everybody on one side saying one thing and silence from another side. I only have one thing to believe. I don't have but all the silence facts. doesn't always mean the truth. And did you come to know in the end what, you know, there's your side, this side, and then the truth. Have you come to realize what... I would say I've come to realize most of the truth, but okay. I could have saved myself yeah. probably some decisions I would have maybe made differently had I known, had I had all of the things. But that's not putting that's blame true. on you or putting the blame no. on, on the other yeah. side. That's just, and because I believe that everything happens in my life for a reason. I believe that the process that I went through as a teenager and even in my early 20s created the character and in me to make me who I am today. So I have no regrets and I have no, I wish you would have done it this way. Yeah. I can just say from, from now in retrospect, looking back, had I been, had I been able to have those kinds of conversations, I didn't know to ask. I was hearing one thing. So I didn't yeah. know what questions to ask, who to ask. What do I do here? I've never been in this situation before. Right. Um, and so I might've made I might have, maybe I wouldn't have made different decisions. I don't know, right. but I might have had made different decisions had I had I, you know, no, no. But anyway, that's not yeah. That's well, going down this. <laughs> well, we are because now that you've said that, <laughs> I I I saw you as the enemy for a while, and I hated Steve for a very long time. Because yeah. because of that, I, you know, you can't go back and change anything. And, and yes, I know things now and I, I don't feel those ways anymore. But for a very long time, because I was only hearing the one side, just like Courtney said, I don't know. I was young. I was like, OK, that's that's the truth. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it is again, like I said, I don't have I don't have regrets and I'm not, you know, going to point the finger and be like, you did this. You did that. Ultimately, I made my own decisions and I probably would have made them anyway. Had had you, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, given the stubbornness of who I was and Brittany, you too, being hard as hard headed as you were at that age, too. You know, we would have gone our own way no matter what. 
So um, I think all in all, it's, it's, everything has its season, I think is, is, sounds like what we're all saying. There are times to speak up and there are times to stay quiet. So yeah. Yeah. And I'm very appreciative. Yes. Everything. (laughs) I think I'm very appreciative of of our relationship now. Like I love the relationship that we have and how close we are. So yeah, you know, Definitely. maybe if things if things were different, maybe we wouldn't be here right now. Who knows? So right, yeah, yeah, that's true. So no, yeah, you're right. No, it's not a flaw, mom. No, no apologies. Thank <laughs> 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 you, lady. All right, guys. Anybody else have anything to add for that? Yeah, I think I'm. I think I said enough. <laughs> <laughs> we're done for the day all right guys so i know that we said there was seven but we're gonna go ahead and cut it here and give you part two next week the last three sentences of the seven 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 sentences (laughs) i wish i read sooner so stay tuned next week for the riveting conclusion. Riveting, yes. And thank you guys so much for taking the time to be with us today. Please continue to support us by subscribing to our podcast as well as rating us on Apple and Spotify. Don't forget, guys, rate us. It is great for us. It's definitely great for us. We love to see those five stars, but it also helps to get our content out there to people who could really benefit from all the things we discuss here on the All the Things podcast. So rate us five stars. Anyway, um, if you love this episode, please share this on your Instagram stories and tag us at wayward underscore lasses. And if you are not following us on Instagram. What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Follow us, people. Follow us so that you can stay up to date on the tips and tricks and short stories that we share. Um, Or just send us some love on our Wayward Lasses Facebook community. Don't forget, if there is a topic you'd love for us to cover, email us at waywardlasses at gmail.com and our website, our website, our website, our website. Guys, get on the website, www.waywardlasses.com. Oh my gosh, there's so much good stuff on there. We've got a shop with pillows and mugs and shirts and everything else. <laughs> and a sweatpants. And, and a what? I don't want a sweatpants. A, a pair sweatpants. of sweatpants. A pair of sweatpants. A sweatpants. Listen, I'm just trying to give variety here. But listen, is get yourself some wayward glasses gear. Mom has her blog out, and it is good, you guys. And she's posting every week. There's some valuable stuff in there, so please show her some support. Um, and we have our bios on there, and we've got resources on there, and you could even listen to our podcast on there. So uh, check out our website. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I think that about covers it. It does. Ma, you want to sign us out? Me? Yeah, why not? You started. <laughs> you should finish. Finish had no him. Idea. Had no idea that I was going to be the one to sign us out. You did Well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, until next time. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to sign us out here, ladies. Until Sorry. next time. We are the way with glasses, reminding you to keep it real. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, Bye now. Thanks for stopping by. Stay <laughs> cozy. Bye. Bye.